0: Welcome to Mystery Bible. My name is Ken Primus. We are going to continue looking at um, the book of Exodus. We're going to pick up today uh, concerning the the death of the firstborn. We saw the end of the Passover when we looked at it from the legend of the Jews' point of view. And we're going to try and see if we can get the death of the firstborn from all the sources. that i can put in in the meantime so that we can see a good picture Uh, let's take a look at uh, exodus chapter 12 verses 29 and it came to pass that at midnight the lord smote all the firstborn in the land of egypt from the firstborn of pharaoh that sat on his throne unto the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of the cattle and pharaoh rose up in night he and all his servants and all the Egyptians. And there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was no, not a house where there was not one dead. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from amongst my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go, serve the Lord and You have, as you have said. Also take your flock and your herds, as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. The Egyptians were urgent upon the people that they might send them out of the land in haste, for they said, We be all dead men. And the people took their uh, drought before it was leaven. They needed, though, being brought, bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders, and the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they borrowed of the Egyptians jewelry and silver jewel of gold and raiment, and the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptian, so that they lent unto them such things as they required, and we talked about this. In previous podcasts, I've talked to you guys about favor, what is favor. And we know that God had promised um, uh, Pharaoh, he had actually told him that when they leave, they're not going to leave empty-handed and that they would leave with, um, uh, you know, with wealth. One of the things that I actually believe that it was actually money that they had owed the children of Israel for all the labor that they had done, and it was, uh, I believe God keeps track of those things, and uh, he did say that he He does, and that um, a workman is worthy of his hire. and So I believe they were getting paid for all the labor that they had done um, before when they were leaving. But God reminded Moses, he says, when you're leaving, you're not going to leave em- empty-handed. And that favor we talked about. That favor, I explained to you what that means. And um, in the New Testament or the Greek, it's called grace. And the Bible tells us um, what that is. And so when you see those words, they're interchangeable. Grace and favor means that it is God's way of causing someone to do things uh, and not violating the will. How is that? He influences the person to make the decision because the Bible says, that the heart of the king is in the hand of God, and that God influences it to go left or right, to produce His will. And so God has given us favor, meaning that He has given us that um, His favor to cause people to do things on our behalf. And so that's when you see, anytime you read the Bible and you see that God has given someone favor, you will see a corresponding action Meaning that they got something out of it as a result. So we see from the um, from the Bible that God called them. He he took them out. He took out all the, the Egyptians, and the Egyptians says, "Get out! Take your take everything and just get out." Uh, and they were trying to rush the people out of the uh, place. So let's take a look at Yasher, the book of Yasher, and we are going to pick up. From that chapter, chapter 80, and we're going to look at this same picture. And we are going to start in 41. And uh, then we will go to um, the legend of the Jews, and then we'll jump over to the historian and see what he says. And it tells us that, uh, and the days of darkness passed away, and the Lord sent Moses and Aaron to the children of Israel, saying, Celebrate your feast and make your Passover, for behold, I come in the midst of the night amounts. All the Egyptians and I will smite all their firstborn, from the firstborn of a man to the firstborn of a beast. And when I see your passover, I will pass over you. And that's where that passover came from. When you're looking at um, any kind of the the Hebrew people and the Israelite, that's where it came from. And the children of Israel did according to all the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. Thus did they in that night and it came to pass in the middle of the night the lord went forth in the midst of egypt smote all the firstborn of the egyptian from the firstborn of the man to the firstborn of the beasts also the likeness of the firstborn of egypt which were carved in the wall at their houses were destroyed and fell on the ground even the bones of their firstborn who had died before this, and whom they had buried in their house, were raked up by the dogs of Egypt on that night, and dragged before the Egyptians, and cast it before them. And all the Egyptians saw this evil which had suddenly come upon them, and all the Egyptians cried out with a loud voice. And all the families of Egypt wept, That night, each man for his son and each man for his daughter, being the firstborn. And the turmoil of Egypt was heard at a distance on that night. And Batha, the daughter of Pharaoh, went forth with the king on that night to seek Moses and Aaron in their house. And they found them in their house, eating and drinking and rejoicing with all Israel. And Moses said to her, Surely ten plagues did the Lord bring upon Egypt. Did any evil occur to see from any of them? Did one of them affect you? And she said, No. And Moses said to her, Although thou art the firstborn of thy mother, and thou shalt not die, and no evil shall reach you in the midst of Egypt. No evil uh, got to her because she was in his house. And when death passed, um, she was saved. And she said, What advantage is that to me when I see the king, my brother, and all his household and subject in, in this evil, whose firstborn perish with all the firstborn of Egypt? And Moses said to her, Surely thy brother and his household and subjects, the family of Egypt, would not hearken to the words of the Lord? Therefore did this evil come upon them. And Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, approached Moses and Aaron, and some of the children of Israel who were with them, in that place, and he prayed to them, saying, Rise up, and Pharaoh, um, rise up, take your brethren and your children of Israel who are in the land with their sheep and oxen and all belonging to them. They shall leave nothing remaining, only pray for me that the Lord your God. And he's asked, uh, We see that in the book of yasher again, he's asking for God's prayer and God's blessing. And Moses said to Pharaoh, Behold, thou art. Thy mother's firstborn yet fear not for thou wilt not die, for the Lord has commanded us that thou shalt live in order to show you his great might and strong stretch out arm, and Pharaoh ordered the children of Israel to be sent away, and all the Egyptians strength, strengthened themselves to send them, and for they said, we are all perishing, and all the Egyptians sent the Israelites forth with great riches, sheep, oxen, precious things, according to the oath that the Lord had between him and our father Abraham. And the children of Israel delayed going forth at night. And when the Egyptians came to them to bring them out, they said to them, We are thieves that we should go forth at night. Should we, are we thieves that we should go forth at night? And the children of Israel asked the Egyptian vessel of silver, vessels of gold, garment. And children of Israel stripped the Egyptians. And Moses hastened, rose up, went to the river of Egypt, and brought up from thence the coffin of Joseph, and took it with him. The children of Israel also brought up, each man his father's coffin with him, and each man the coffin of his tribe. If you remember, you remember this was one of the promises that they had to make the sons of Joseph. Remember those guys? They were told to bring these things with them, get them out of this, and take them back to their homeland. So right now, this is the only vantage point that we're looking in the Book of Yasher that is dealing with it. The Bible doesn't mention that at all. Uh, so let's take a look at um, the legend of the Jews. When Moses announced the slaying of the firstborn, the designated victim of all, repaired to their father. He and said. Whatever Moses has foretold has been fulfilled. Let the Hebrews go, else we shall all die. But the fathers replied, It is better for one of every ten of us to die than the Hebrew could execute their purpose. And the firstborn repaired to um, Pharaoh to introduce him to dismiss the children of Israel. So far from granting their wish, he ordered his servants to fall upon uh, the firstborn and beat him to punish them for the presumptuous demand, seeing that they could not accomplish their end by gentle means. They attempted to bring it about by force. Fair on all of the opposed that wished the firstborn were of the opinion, at the loss of the inconceivable, a percentage of population was a matter of a small moment. They were mistaken in, the, in their calculation, for the divine decree, included not only the firstborn sons, but also the firstborn daughters. And not only the firstborn of the marriage then existing, but also of the firstborn issuing from previous alliances of the fathers and the mothers. And as the Egyptians led desolate lives, it happened not merely that each of the ten children of one woman was the firstborn of its fathers. That, to me, is some serious stuff. I never, ever, as I mentioned in the last podcast, I never, ever thought of something like that, but I could see something like that happening within um, a a family, you know. Um, anyway, so we see then that, um, according to the legend of the Jews, it was a much more um, uh, deeper uh Slaughter, if you will, of all these people, and we see in the Book of Yasher where they grabbed the um, the bodies of those men, the patriarchs of the time. So I wanted to take a look at uh, Josephus because he is the historian of the time, and I wanted you guys to see how the historian um, he relates the children of Israel. Getting all the wealth from the Egyptians. And this is how they would see it anybody in the world looking into a Christian situation where God is going to use grace and favor to extract the wealth of people to give it to his uh, kids. Because the Bible does say that, we know in the book of Ecclesiastes it talks about how God gives one man um wisdom and all that stuff to work and gain and get wealth and then he would give it to his children to the just for them to do what uh, he needs to have done according to his will so that's one of the reasons why it's very important and if you have been following me here at this channel we did some serious sidebar if you had um, in the beginning of the podcast I used to take sidebars and focus on something that I felt it was important and i would just want to bring this to you guys again whenever you read the bible and you see that word grace and favor you will always see some corresponding actions that someone is doing something because of that it tells us for it tells us in the scripture uh, that when god's favor is upon us we saw it in abraham's life when abraham was leaving he left with wealth from people's lives. Um, many of the king uh, that he was before, we know that um, Sarah also left, the favor was upon her, and she left also with uh, wealth when they were in some of those kingdoms that they were walking by and so forth. When Abraham lied and said it was his sister, and um, uh, when one God came to one of the kings and told him, he says, you let her go, don't touch her, I'll kill all your family, and he got upset. Came to Abraham, so what did you do, man? And when he was leaving, he gave her much. And the Bible says that favor was on her as well as Abraham. So let's take a look at Josephus and what he says. But well, when God had signified that with one plague he would compel the Egyptians to let the Hebrews go, he commanded Moses to tell the people that they should have a sacrifice ready and they should prepare themselves. On the tenth day of the month of Xenicus against the fourteenth, which month is called by the Egyptian uh, pharma, Nisan by the Hebrew, but by the Macedonians uh, it is called Xenicus, and that he should carry the Hebrew with all they had. According, Accordingly, he, having got to Hebrew, ready for their departure, and having stored the people in tribes, he kept them together in one place. But when the fourteenth day had come, and all were ready to depart, they offered the sacrifice and purified their homes with blood, using bunches of hyssop for that purpose, and when they had supped, they burnt the remainder of the flesh as just ready to depart. Whence it was that we did still offer the sacrifice in a like manner that, to this day. And call this festival Pascha, which is signifies the feast of the Passover. And we talk about that's where uh, the first Passover, and that's where it came from. And that's when you see the Israelites today celebrating. That's what they were celebrating, uh, their release from Egypt. Because of that day, God passed over us and sent the plague upon the Egyptians for the, um, for the destruction of the firstborn came upon the Egyptian that night, so that many of the Egyptians who lived near the king's palace persuaded Pharaoh to let the Hebrews go. Accordingly, he called for Moses and bid them be gone. As supposing that if once the Hebrews were gone out of the country, Egypt should be freed, from its misery. They also honored Hebrews with gifts, some in order to get them to depart quickly and others on account of their neighborhood and their friendship they had with them. That's how the world looks at what God But God said in his word, that he would do this way before when he had called Moses, and he, uh, and he told them, he says, and when they leave, they will not leave empty-handed. And then it see that, uh, how did he not leave, then leave empty-handed? It tells us that the favor of God um, was upon them. So when the favor of God is on you, man, you can get a lot of things. So it's very important that one begins to understand uh, what that favor is, and that is offered to every single um, uh, individual that is born again. And so uh, we see in verse 11, in chapter 11, when God told Moses, He says, Speak now in the ears of the people, and let every man borrow of his neighbor, and every woman of her neighbor, jewelry, silver, gold, everything. And the Lord. Gave the people favor in the sight of Egyptian. Moreover, the man, Moses, was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servant, and in the um, sight of the people. So, there you go. And I just wanted to bring that to you guys and make sure that when you, uh, as a Christian, we are called to walk in God's favor. And he said, You are, I surround Christian with favor. And if you look at Exodus chapter 3, it was when God had called Moses and he told him in Exodus chapter 3, verse 21 and 22, what would happen. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptian, and it shall come to pass that when you go, you shall not go empty, but every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her that sojourn in her house jewels of silver jewels of gold and remnants and yea and you shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters and you shall spoil the Egyptians that is in chapter 3 verses 21 and 22 and the fulfillment is that he mentioned it again in chapter 11 of Exodus what you should do and he told Moses speak now in the ears of the people so Moses that talked to them told them already that this is what you do on that day and tells us in verses 3 11 it says that uh, and the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptian Moreover, the man Moses so anytime you see that scripture uh, with favor as I mentioned so now in verses um 11, I mean, chapter 11 verses, uh, um, chapter 12, sorry, uh, verses uh, um, 36 says, And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptian. Why? So that they lent unto them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. So watch for that combination. And you have access to that in your life. You just have to ask. I did a study on that, so um, because my goal is to get you guys uh, some knowledge so that you can begin to understand who you are in Christ and get your stuff, man. because there's a lot to understand. So we see, according to all of the sources that we're using right now, and there's more, but I just wanted to use these and show you that. Each one of those show that there was an incident where the firstborn of the Egyptians were killed, uh, some went into more detail than the others as far as the um, taking the forefathers because they did say to them, take my um, corpse, my bones with you when you're leaving out of this place because I don't belong here in Egypt and take it with you. And we saw that they um, took their coffins as it's stated in the book of Yasher, and these guys began to bring it with them. Uh, what else do we need to see? Um, Exodus, as I mentioned, we saw f- uh, the study on grace and what it meant and how it affects the um, individuals, both the ones that have to relinquish stuff and the ones that have to receive the stuff, and we spoke about it and we see that uh, God said that uh, everything that is done with God, has to be done by faith. So here, let's track this for a second. So God comes to um, Moses and he says to him, hey, you're gonna be leaving this place because I'm gonna send you there and I'm gonna help you get out and I'm gonna take out the firstborn. He he showed him that too. He said after, after that happens, then he's gonna let you guys go. And by the way, I want you to tell the people to ask the neighbors, how crazy is this? To ask the neighbors for their uh, jewelry, all their fine linen, give me everything you've got. And then we're going to, you know, that's how they're going to leave with all that wealth. And so Moses gets that word and he goes to the people and he says, hey, here's a day coming. And when this day comes, this is what you do. I want you to go and ask your the neighbor and all the women for their ju- uh, jewelry and everything like that. The people goes, okay, no problem. And so they then, And when this day came, they went and got up, and all went and started asking for the well. Now, this is how God works, and this is where I always teach you guys. God will always promise you something, like he said to the people, the children of Israel, I'll give you the promised land, and that's why you see this is always, you know, they're heading towards that promised land, it's theirs. Right now, there are people occupying that promised land, if you will. In fact, the people that are occupying that promised land Are giants. They are are massive, um, uh, guys. And, um, they have to go and fight those. So, whenever God tells you something, you will always have opposition, if you will. But the fact that you, what makes you victorious in what you do is your fate. Because he said to the, um, Moses, tell the people, and the people and the women and so forth, they went, they picked up and they went out and do it. The, and that that was their faith. Even though God said, it's yours, they will. I will give you favor. So the favor was already given. But had they not gotten up and walked by faith to go get it, they wouldn't have gotten nothing. Faith without works is dead, the Bible says. So let's take a look now at, um, you know, and we're going to take a look at it when we get there. Uh, because these guys, like I said is um, they have to fight giants. In fact, Moses, if we're going to look at Moses, he fought and killed a couple of giants. Um, Og, which is a pretty big giant at the time, He's, I think he was bigger than a Goliath. Um, Abraham was a giant killer. N- Noah was giant killers. All these guys were giant kiss- killers. Um, Methuselah, um, Enoch, all these men, if you study uh, the documents, it wasn't just David, there are other people that killed giants other than David. Uh, I think it was um, Jonathan, David's friend, uh, Saul's son, he also killed giants. These guys were there. Um, you know, we, we see all these movies with giants and stuff, they were real. The Bible talks about unicorns, and actually it was God that said to Job, where were you when I created the unicorns? So. Um, the, the fairy tales and stuff that you read, the menotaurs, we're going to look into that because there is scripture that uh, leans towards that, um, that these guys uh, had created all these different creatures, and that's where you have demons. Now you have evil spirits. The evil spirits were the Nephilim disembodied spirits. The demons were what these... Um, Nephilims were doing uh, gene splicing and stuff like that and they were trying to create a body to come into so that they can live and that's where you have all these demons that came out, out of that, but that's some other stuff for us to talk about, which we will because the, um, the giants come back in and we're going to talk how did they come back in and there were several Races of them. They um, there are those that were from the Nephilim themselves, and then there are other uh, descendants of them. And we see that all the way with man. You have uh, dec- uh, descendants. Abraham has children that created different descendants. Ish- Ishmael and uh, it has different descendants. So we we, we see that that happened also within the giants, and those are the guys that um, the Israelites have to fight, and you and I will have to do that in the spiritual realm. But I just wanted to bring that to you, but we have a lot to do and a lot to talk about as we are going through this book. This book has a lot, Exodus has a lot of stuff, guys, and so I'm excited about getting into it, because when they start their journey, it's just the beginning, because we see that these people, the Bible calls them stubborn, and they can understand why. Because they are programmed a certain way, and God is now going to try and deprogram them to get things done, and that's the battle. And that is to today as well. God is trying to deprogram you and I from the program that we were born with. And when one becomes born again, you have to, um, deprogram yourself and reprogram yourself with the word of God. So we're going to talk about all of those things as we study and finish up. I apologize for rambling, but also when I was reading, I'm, I'm actually Um, I'm trying this new thing, and I couldn't see. Um, It's not working, so i got to go back to the old way. But I just want you guys to be patient with me. I was trying something new um, today, and it didn't work for me. So I want to thank you guys for following me, and um, uh, help us grow by sharing. And uh, um, I really appreciate all of your help that you guys do. I know some of you do help me financially, and I do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And I thank you so much. And my purpose here is so that you and I can learn who we are in Christ and change this world, man.